0: It's time to talk prospects. Lindsey Crosby is back. Here we go. You
1: are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part
2: of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: You are Locked On Cubs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alongside Sam Olber, I'm Matt Cozy. Please support the show and be a part of the Locked On Cubs community by following on all audio platforms, and you can watch, subscribe, and leave a comment on YouTube. Thanks so much for making us your first listen. Sam and I are lifelong fans, taking our passion into a discussion with you on all things Cubs. An off day for the Northsiders on Monday which means we can get some elbow room, get some more open waters here, and we're pleased to be joined by, for a third time in our show's iteration, Lindsey Crosby of Locked On MLB Prospects. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: You guys are one of my favorites to do a show with, so whenever you guys have free time, I'd love to come on. And I got to watch some of your prospects in person just about two weeks ago. had a great time, so definitely excited to talk about it. Awesome. Uh, Lindsay, glad to have you on, uh,
2: cubbies are 12 and nine at the big league level. But before the season we talked about uh, with you kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's a juggling act of obviously you want big league success, Mm -hmm. but, but you also still have to be very locked in on what's going on on the farm. And the first area I want to focus on, because I believe the reason the Cubs struggled for so long was the, was the pitching and the pitching mm-hmm. development, and we've talked about it, and you've talked about it beautifully on this show. So, so you know, very broadly, I ask you catch us up on on where you're at with some of our big names. Cade Horton's taken them out a couple of times. What have you seen from him? Uh, touch on maybe even Cole Franklin a bit. Work your way up the system and and highlight what you want to highlight and and educate us and our listeners in terms of you know where you're at with some of these guys because I'm excited about some of them.
1: Yeah. And, and that starts with Cade Horton, obviously. I mean, the, right. the number seven overall pick last year and just the recovery he had from Tommy John was, was fantastic. Starting off playing third base for Oklahoma to taking the ball in the college world series and looking fantastic. And so far this year, very good start, right? Two, uh, two starts in low a, it's only six and the third innings. That's kind of common. You'll see in the minors early in the year, those shorter outings, but no runs allowed, 12 strikeouts in those six innings to three walks. And the thing that I'm, I, I want to caution people about trying to rush Cade Horton, because I, I know that there's going to be people who say, well, he did really good at the College World Series. He's looked really good. He needs to move up. The thing you're working on with Cade Horton is he had no 2021 pitching pretty much at all. Uh, He he had a partial year in 2022. You didn't have him throw after the draft. He was done after the College World Series, in essence. And so this year very much needs to be about, we need to see, can he hold his velocity deep into a start? Can he maintain the quality of the stuff through a season? Because he's got a very, very good fastball. It's one of these cut-ride fastballs that the system loves so much. The slider is a plus slider, good vertical break to it. Feels like he's the kind of guy you would say, let's give you a sweeper, so you have some sort of horizontal weapon, some of the one of those sweepy sliders that we give everybody that they do well with. Uh, but so far, the fastball slider looked really good. I mean, he's got the curveball. He technically has not change, but I do think he's a candidate to get us uh, get a sweeper to just give him a nice, well-rounded package. I would look for him. He's not going to be in low A all year. I'd look for him to do some sort of low A to high A. If it's me, I want to get a cup of coffee for him in double A by the end of the year, but I'm trying to be mindful of how many innings he throws. You may see some sure. scenarios where if he's supposed to pitch twice in a week because they do the six-game weeks in the minors, you may see him get bumped just so he only has to start once in that week right. because you're trying to manage the innings. Cole uh, Cole Franklin. Yeah, uh, the the thing here is same thing. He's working on on uh, depth. He missed twenty twenty because the COVID. He missed twenty twenty one because of the oblique, and then last year didn't have uh, uh, the results you wanted. What like six eight ERA? Right. One of the issues that we saw was commanding the fastball, right? Just very, very poor command of that fastball last year. That'll hurt. Uh, That'll be a problem. That is definitely a problem. He's in high (laughs) A. In the three starts, he's walked six guys in 11 innings. It's Not not as bad as it was last year, but you're still in a scenario where you've got to work on the fastball command and then being a little more efficient. And then I do think he doesn't necessarily do a great job yet of of fixing his sequencing and this is a guy who he in essence lost two full years and then got a partial year last year so he's a little bit rusty he needs to get better at mixing the fastball the curveball and the change more so than just leaning on this is a very very good fastball that is very hard to hit so a little bit of i'm not gonna say growing up but a little bit of going from a thrower to a pitcher needed for cole franklin sure uh jordan wick's I love Jordan Wicks. Really? I love him, I love him so much. I yes. love that you love him. I love him so much. Uh, the His stats so far this year, three starts in double A, very similar to what he did last year. Like I think he finished last year with like a 3.8 ERA. He's right around there now. I want to say it's like 3.95, 3.97, something like that. Uh, plenty of strikeouts, 17 strikeouts. I'm a little worried about the three home runs. He's already given up three home runs this year. He gave up 10 all of last year. Oh. So... Part of that is the jump in competition level, right? You right. go to double-A, that's the biggest jump in the minors. Uh, but the stuff that he does, he's got the four-seamer and the two-seamer. They're not fantastic, but he's added a tick of a tick of velocity to them so they, they can now get 96-97. As a lefty, it's really good velocity. Uh, again, yeah. has a sweeper like so many of these guys do. The changeup has some vertical drop. He's added a cutter. So a lot of different weapons. He's one of those guys, and it's going to sound bad because of his performance right now. He feels like a Hayden Wineski if you give him better stuff, right? If you give him better velocity, better stuff, he has a bunch of pitches. None of them are like the best pitch of that type in the system. But the package together is really good. I do want him to get better at first pitch strikes. He gets behind batters a lot. And so because of that his pitch count runs up in the outings doesn't go as deep as you need him to but I do like the combination of the two fastballs the slider the cutter the changeup uh, it's as close to kind of a power profile as you might get as far as the fastballs is ever concerned for a lefty so that's good.
2: Let's let's put you on the spot because that's what we do okay. on this on this program. Can you okay. give me give me a give me a high upside uh Jordan Wicks comp for oh. for our listeners, if, if if everything were to go well, because you watch more pitching than than Matt and I combined oh times ten, give us a give us a give us a high upside comp. I mean, you don't have to go crazy. You don't have to say Sandy
1: Koufax, but <laughs> but it's,
2: it, 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 is the, there the somebody
1: hard, you see some lefty out there? The hard part for me is because I I. I, I fight against comps so much on my show cuz it gives people the right. bad the wrong idea. Remember ideas. you saying that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so So then yeah, okay. I'm 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 trying to think about who would be a good fit for similar stuff, can do similar things. He doesn't have the same tools, but the way he approaches pitching reminds me of a Max Fried. Max Fried's big thing oh, is the cool. curveball, where Wicks has the uh has I mean it's all setting up that changeup but it's the same kind of mindset of when he first gets to the bigs, none of these pitches are going to be absolutely amazing, but he he's going to use them really well. He's going to stay ahead in the count. He's going to induce weak contact. He's going to get guys to look foolish awesome. on a vertical breaking pitch, in this case, the changeup. So right. different pitch mix, but it reminds me of young Max Freed. Some of that's just because I'm a Braves fan. But Great, great answer. Reminds of Max that was
0: really good. Yeah.
1: Um, Caleb Killian, the other one part of the Chris Bryant trade,
2: ride that roller coaster.
1: That's it. It's a roller coaster. The stats don't look great right now in AAA, uh, seven, one, five ERA right now over 106. Was it 106? uh, sorry. 11 innings or so had a four, two ERA and 106 innings last year. Mm -hmm. Um, the thing here, he's given a, a bunch of home runs as well. And the issue is he's struggling to find the zone with the secondaries. The it's a good curveball, sits in the high 70s. The cutter in the upper eighties, he just he can't always find the zone with him. And so when he gets behind in the count, he has to throw a strike. So he's throwing a fastball over the plate and it gets rocked. When he
2: was up, when he was up last year, he wasn't even throwing his curveball
1: at, at, at the big league level. He didn't, he had no feel for it. Exactly. And it's it was weird that he was the one that came up in that scenario in hindsight but, yeah yeah it, it really feels like and I haven't seen enough slow motion video and fine detailed video to know but it really feels like it's kind of a mechanical issue more so than anything when you watch him pitch his upper half and lower half aren't really together they're not really synced together yeah. and so it feels like that's kind of where some of this comes from because if like for instance if you're if you're if your front foot is landing before you get to your release point then that's going to kind of naturally impact the flight of the ball because you're going to be pulling the ball down. Or if you're, you're, uh, your mechanics are taking you side to side a bit, that's going to leave you wide of the zone. And so feels like there's some biomechanical work to do there. The fact that he's back in AAA, uh, I, I was hoping they'd figure out some of that in spring training, and we haven't seen it yet. So I'm kind of hoping this is the year he can fix it. Not as high on him as a lot of uh, the other prospect apparatuses, I've kind of taken Jordan Wicks as the one that I really like uh, outside of the obvious Kate Horton sure. versus Caleb right. Killian, like a lot of people had going into last year.
0: Got it. So either rotation or bullpen, Lindsay, and probably more likely bullpen.
1: For for, for r- Killian r- now. Yeah. Pro- probably as of now, you're looking at like the pitch mix is a starter's mix: fastball, curveball, cutter, there's a change in there somewhere. But if you can't throw enough strikes that means you're isolated to like fastball cutter change or something okay. like that and you're definitely a, a a a bullpen piece not being able not trusting the curveball that's the issue because it's so hard to guys for guys to survive on just fastball cutter unless you happen to have one of the best cutters in baseball and he doesn't sure. it's it's fine i mean it's an average cutter it's not anything special he can run it up in the zone get folks to chase it but it's not an amazing pitch and so He's got to rediscover the curveball and landing it for strikes if he wants to be a starter.
0: Is there someone on the pitching prospects list who you think could make an impact on the mound at the big league level this year?
1: Oh, this year.
0: Um, Even if maybe if they sneak him in out of the pen or something. Right.
1: I, I think that there is a scenario where you can take a guy like a Javier Assad. Uh, you could use him. I, I do think Caleb Killian has some value. Okay. Simply because of uh, what he can do velocity-wise. Again, it's a it's all back to figuring out that curveball. Um, I do I do think there is a path to do with Jordan Wicks like some teams do where towards the end of the year, think about Hunter Brown last year for the Astros. Sure. He comes up, he gets a start or two, he works out of the bullpen the rest of the year, and right. then he contends for a job in spring training this he's year. Sweet. Yeah. I do think there's something like that for Jordan Wicks. It's just going to come down to a little bit of an approach adjustment. So he's throwing first pitch strikes. Uh Ryan Jensen's another guy that you may okay, be able yeah. to see come up and actually make an impact. Not as sold on that, but mm-hmm. I do think it's possible for him to do it as well.
2: Uh lastly, for okay. in terms of pitching, just overall like do you feel like where does where do these pitchers where do the Cubs pitching system compare as we stand here or sit here in 2023 versus let's say five years ago do Do you feel good about it if you were a Cub fan the jump that they made as somebody that evaluates all these guys all the time could you Can you see a a, a palpable difference where it's like hey okay the Cubs are doing something here
1: they fix something or is it is it negligible? I feel like there's a strategy now to it. Like there's yeah, right. there's an idea. This is what we want to do. This is what we believe in. We sure. believe in. I, you've heard of it a couple times from me already. We believe in the sweepy horizontal breaking slider. We believe in the uh, in the, the the cut ride fastball. Like they, there's a there's a coherent theme here. Yeah, and they're be- doing a better job at finding guys who fit that who fit that strategy and have the raw tools that you can go and tweak what they do, whether it's trade acquisitions or it's draftees like Kate Horton. I mean, Mm Kate Horton's kind of the perfect candidate to give that sweepy slider to because he's got a fastball with natural cut and ride on it. And then everything else he has is more of a vertical breaking pitch. And so kind of based on how he pronates and things like that, he's a guy who could take it. And so I do feel better about the system now the one question that i have is top end i right. i i struggle to think about are there any of these guys that you could realistically see uh as an opening day starter and you're like yeah that's one of the better ones in baseball
2: if anybody it's horton right
1: if anybody it's horton and he's probably i mean being realistic he's probably 2 years away yeah and it it's it, it's yeah. something where The top end isn't there as much. And the guys that are top end, like a Kate Horton, are very new to the system, are very kind of raw as far as recent pitching experience. And so it's easier to say, yes, we think they could improve. Right. But you also have less of a track record to say, yeah, we know he's going to do it. I mean, he pitched that final year in Oklahoma. He pitched 12 times something right. like that yeah, i mean he's a project he's a project he's a project and, then, a project. Yeah, a project. and yeah. so it's like yeah he, he could be a number one number two but he's a project and yeah. it's not it's not like there's three or four all stud pitching prospects sitting right there that could sure. all contend to be a number one that's I kind understand. of that's kind of my not gripe with the system but that's kind of the outside look of it
2: if only there was this this free agent next year that was a, a top end pitcher and then threw in 40 homers a year that'd be pretty
1: crazy, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would be uh. wild. I don't know uh I mean and a guy that seems to get really good at adding pitches and developing oh throughout the year, as well as has done a really good job at working with young players, specifically catchers no. kind of reaching out no. and embracing them and saying, Hey, right. I want to work with you and I want you to get better. I'm thinking about Logan Ohoppy, but yeah. I'm also thinking about Miguel Maya. So Matt, I know, I know I we need, know that
2: I know we need, I know we need to go to break here. Could, uh, Lindsay, give me like 45 seconds on, on what you've seen with Wisneski, Cause I'm a little bit concerned. And by a little bit, I mean, not a little bit. Uh,
1: there's, it's a lot of blue on StatCast. It's a and expl- lot. Expl- explain that, what that means to our listeners. Okay, so, so on StatCast, this is where you use all of the advanced uh, motion capture sure. and the cameras and everything right. to go in and look at all of the particulars about the pitches you are throwing. Not only the speed you're throwing them, how much they spin, uh, uh, I mean, how much people guys swing and miss or they chase it. And then it quantifies it on a one through 100 scale for all of these things. Uh, the better you are, the more red that particular option is. For say mm. extension, Hayden Wineski's seventy-second percentile on extension, which is how close to the plate do you release the ball? Right. The closer to the plate you are, the faster the pitch feels like it's coming to a hitter.
2: Who's who, who's like in the top end of that? Like Bautista on the Orioles or someone like that.
1: He, he's pretty high up there. Uh, Diaz with the Reds is pretty high yeah. up there. Yeah, okay. A lot of guys who have the lower slots end up being pretty good on extension because they're coming up like that. Sure. Um, But just about everything else is blue. Expected batting average against average. Exit velocity. He's 22nd percentile in chase rate. He's 12th percentile. percentile uh, And with percentage, at swing and miss. Awful. It's just the stuff isn't as good as we saw in the sample last year. Right. And his whole thing is he has to work Like, the stuff isn't amazing. He's got a good slider, the fastball, the cutter, the change, but he's got to mix things in. He's got to get you to chase. He's got to kind of get you to fool, and he's working off a deception.
2: I thought the stuff was better than this.
1: I think – I don't know if this is a a slow start to the year, if this is a competition thing, or if this is something step back in the stuff. I want to think this is just a slow start to the year. Started four times, 17 innings. Right. Feels like you need a little bit more For sure. before you can Absolutely. accurately kind of quantify the quality of the stuff.
0: Sure. Matt. Straight ahead, we get into position players with Lindsay. Stay tuned. Getting to know yourself better can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding. Because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through things. BetterHelp, one of today's sponsors, connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self discovery wherever you are. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Welcome back to Locked On Cubs. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. We are now partners with SiriusXM. Promos for this show will soon be running during live play-by-play of Cubs games on SiriusXM. And you can catch every pitch of the Cubs' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app by searching Cubs. So a little producing on the fly here. We're going to discuss positional prospects with Lindsey. And then we'll get a finish with the certain first base prospect in which Lindsay created a campaign for. And speaking
2: gonna... of, of producing, I just want to say that Lindsay broke to me that he was going to be on the show today. As we, as we discussed on Monday. <laughs> That's program. right.
0: That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, so Lindsay, a lot of fans right now are really curious about, about this. Say Suzuki is signed through 2026. Mm-hmm. Ian Happ is now signed through 2026. And, You know, even myself, I'm curious, okay, here's a loaded outfield group, PCA, Alcantara, Davis, Canario, Casey. How do you regard this group, first of all? And and what would you say to somebody in terms of what happens to these players? Because I I think it just all happens organically. Yeah, talking to
1: some people within the organization, talking to – some people close to some of these players, the belief is that somebody at the major league level is going to get moved. The thought is probably Ian Hopp would eventually get moved. And I know it surprises a lot of people to hear that because they think he just signed an extension. But one of the main reasons you extend players is because uh, you now have cost certainty as to this is what I am paying for this level of production. And so... I like this group. We've talked about PCA a ton. I know you guys have. I have. I've seen him in person. He is everything we thought he was. He is your center fielder of the future. After him, you've got a lot of guys that profile better as corner outfield types. And like you said, you have a Suzuki, you have an Ian Hop. You have you've got some stuff to figure out. Canario is hurt right now, so we can't get a lot on that. Brennan Davis, to me a lot of people are still really high on his upside. He needs to stay healthy. And from the time that I've seen him this year, he's still struggling with the pitch recognition and the swing decisions. And a lot of that is the spin. Now the stats Mm. look pretty bad. And some of that is he's had like a, he's been victimized by very bad batting average on balls in play. Uh, But he is still struggling kind of fundamentally with, spin, uh, recognizing that, not swinging at that. You could improve that as you get older. He is just now 23. Right. Uh, But it feels like as far as these guys working out at the major league level, you have PCA, who is at this point more likely than not to make it. And then you kind of have everybody else. And everybody has some issues in their game. They have some gaps. Davis is obviously his hit tool. I think it might actually end up being a little bit below average right now. Okay. As far as he's just he's got to recognize spin better. You look at Al, Alcantara, uh, even better power, massive frame. Again, can play center, more, better suited to be a corner guy, and still a thing with the hit tool. He also struggles to recognize spin a little bit, and then you take a guy like a Casey. And I watched him hit three home runs a week and a half ago in the same game, and that first home run, that grand slam he hit, was literally the loudest ball I have ever heard uh, in like in person in my entire life. Jeez. I jumped when I heard it, thinking that it was a gunshot and not a home run. <laughs> so it's great, and and that's kind of that was an improvement on what we've that's seen. Fun. Like it's something where his swing has always kind of been really long. Uh, he, he he had the pitch recognition. He had the awareness, but the mechanics weren't quite there. And when he was able to put it all together, I like his ceiling now as far as the offense goes to be a guy that at worst is a DH, but at best can play a corner outfield. He has the arm to play right or left. Mm-hmm. But to, for me, it's Armstrong, Casey, and then everybody else below him.
2: Oh, as far okay. as
1: that's kind of the order, just based on what I've seen, uh, a little bit early this year, plus how uh, the weaknesses that they have and how fixable is it? It's a lot easier for Casey to shorten a swing than it is for Davis and Alcantara to start pick recognizing spin and not swinging at it.
2: So cause because the first time you were on this show, you were a big Alcantara guy. Um
1: so I you... still I still yeah. like him. Yeah, I still like him. I still think the tools are really good, and the ceiling is one of the highest tools. It's It's almost at the point where, like, I'm getting a little frustrated that he hasn't made the the improvements yet. Yeah. Because he's got just about everything else. He's got the speed. He's got obviously the raw power. It's just we like we need him to make to 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 get better at picking up spin. And it's a fixable thing. It is, but at this point, I've got Casey above him simply because Casey feels like it's. He his ceiling might not be as high, but his floor isn't as low. That makes sense. Wow.
0: Yeah. From your side of the glass, Lindsey. Let's say PCA was up the next three games with the Cubs. How do you think he would do?
1: I think he'd be fine. I think it's a it's a scenario where his power probably isn't going to play at the major league level yet. He's going to be similar to Adley Rutschman last year, where it was the extra base hits were more so of doubles than home runs. It'd be Mm -hmm. something similar to that, but I like his pitch recognition. I like his swing decisions. And then the floor is so high because of the defense, where I think if he was, if something happened to Bellinger and he was up tomorrow, there's no drop off defensively. There's, there's, there's no drop off defensively, which is very hard to say that uh, for for a lot of guys. But again, I, I think PCA is the best outfield defender in the minors full stop.
0: That's awesome,
2: Matt. Do you want to do you want to do uh, a certain first baseman now, or, or how do you? Want yeah, to do that? we're
0: gonna do that coming up next. Today's episode is also brought to you by So Rare. So Rare is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace, transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all thirty MLB teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms. So rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards, and there's no cost to play. Head to SoRare.com/lockedon. That's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E. dot com to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today. SoRare.com slash locked on to start playing today with So Rare. Welcome back to Locked On Cubs. Thanks for making us your first listen. And we save the best for last because there is a player right now, undoubtedly, could help the Cubs at the major league level. We talked about it on Monday's episode, Sam and I, Lindsay. The Cubs, for some reason, positionally have two clear players, Edwin Rios and Luis Torrens, really don't have a role. None. And so perhaps there even is a path for Hosmer Mancini and Matt Mervis. Really on the roster right, right now. There's the hashtag. Free 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 Matt the Mervis. Man. Do, we, do we have to drive the Des Moines?
1: Matthew Jared Mervis <laughs> should be. In Chicago on this roster. Okay, here's here's the thing for me. In AAA Iowa in 18 games, here's the slash line: 288, 410, 576. That'll play. Yeah. 14 walks to 16 strikeouts. So 20 and a half percent strikeout rate, 20.5, you know, which is higher than Eric Hosmer's strikeout rate, but lower than Trey Mancini's. Okay. walk rate.
2: That might be higher than Mancini and Hosper combined.
1: That in fact is higher Uh than Mancini because I looked at both of them. (laughs) Eric Eric is at an 18.6% strikeout rate and an 8.5% walk rate. Trey Mancini's having a rough start to the year. 29.3% strikeout rate, one third of the time. And he's walking 2.7% of the time.
2: (laughs) Let's end the show.
1: The biggest change here. (laughs) The biggest difference, though, is on the isolated slugging. Like it's he's he's hitting so much better than either Hosmer or Mancini. And to me, Mancini has additional positional value as far as covering outfield innings. He's on a two-year deal. I understand the business. Be careful with with that, Eric Hosmer. There is no reason that Eric Hosmer should be on this roster ahead of Matt Mervis. There is zero reason. Wow. And if I have to go to Iowa myself <laughs> and get him and put him in a car and take him to Chicago, I will do it.
2: How about Luis Torrens, Lindsay? He doesn't ever play. You could just you could, he could be on the roster.
0: Uh, yeah. It, it,
2: you don't even have to cut Hosmer or Mervis. You could just DH Hosmer, excuse me, you could just DH Mervis versus righties, let Hosmer get his first base reps in, and then lefties,
1: Mancini plays first. And then you could, you know, you could mix in, you could ease Mervis in and not play him versus lefties. It makes no sense. Having, carrying a, a third catcher, and I know Torrens has use at first base and things like that. Except they carry, haven't. Except they haven't done it. Exactly. Yeah. Carrying a third catcher. Doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I know that, like, uh you know, Jan Gomes teams are doing it. Like, Yan Gomes isn't tearing up the world. You know, Tucker Barnhart's not an absolute stud, no doubt. Like, all star, that's fine. Right. You don't need a third guy, especially you if know. you're not playing him. And <laughs> right. if you're going to bring up uh, uh Mervis, he does need to play. Like, don't get me right. wrong, he right. needs to be in the yes. He, he needs to be uh, on the field getting at bats a couple right, times right. a week at least.
2: More but than that.
1: Yeah. He's got nothing to learn in triple A, Iowa. He's not being challenged and he's not struggling in Triple A, Iowa. Right. No. And
2: and if anything, he's probably development's getting hurt because he's not seeing anything around the plate anymore.
1: Uh, that was a big thing that I I, I had, on, I I had that stat somewhere, but that's all right. It was and something just, where yeah, he's getting he's he's getting like less than fifty percent strikes. Right. Like they're there just they're know. just not pitching to him.
2: Just talking off by cuff. And so and at
1: a certain point, it's like he's Nothing. It doesn't help I would, you to have him down there.
2: I would go as far well, as to say Matt Mervis has more power than Eric Hosmer. If Mervis swung a wiffle ball bat,
0: <laughs> I'm not. I'm serious. All right. Well, maybe he has one nearby. Yeah. <laughs> or BP. The, <laughs> the isolated slugging for
1: Eric Hosmer. The isolated slugging is like 111. is yeah. The ISO for for Hosmer, where Mervis is like 295. So yeah,
2: I no, mean, no. I, we we watch yeah. it.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) What was that striking walk rate? That was the Mancini Mancini. walk rate. Mancini's walk rate's like
2: like
1: 2.9%. 2.7% walk rate. And his career is like
2: 9%, I think.
1: Yeah. 29.3% strikeout rate this season, right now. That's
2: almost devastating.
1: Versus Mervis walking at rounding to 18% and striking out at 20 and a half percent. We might
2: as well have Matt Cozy just loosen up his back and see if he Holy can go out cow. and take some pitches. I mean, don't, yeah. don't bring up a bat and walk.
1: Right. I mean, yeah, exactly. could, you walk, could you walk one in every 33 at bats, Matt? Cause if you could draw one walk in 33 <laughs> at bats, congratulations, you have equal Trey Mancini's walks. I, I was,
0: I was known for my eye when I played. So I yeah. think I may possibly, yeah. Feels like it yes, yes, a yes. Dollars. No approach. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, Lindsay, this was a lot of fun, just as you as you predicted, and, and thank you so much for joining us today. Of course, thank
1: you for doing live shows where I can hop on and just tell people to uh, to embrace the movement of free Matt Mervis. Yes. Hashtag free Matt Mervis. He is the prospect of the pod for Locked On Movie Prospects. Oh, and he is. Are, right. Yes, he is officially the prospect of the pod oh. because he is the guy that we are trying to get promoted. That's that's how this works. We choose a prospect of the pod. We campaign for them to get promoted, and then usually they do. Fantastic. So he is the prospect of the pod for Locked and MB Prospects, which you can find wherever you get your podcast on YouTube or uh, on Twitter at Locked on Farm, or you can follow me at Crosby Baseball. I'm not sure that
2: there's anybody in the industry that knows more about what they're supposed to know about <laughs> than you. I, I agree with that. No, I'm serious. I, I, I And I, it doesn't sound like a compliment, but it is. Like, exactly. you know, we're supposed to know about the Cubs and we know a lot about the Cubs, but, but you would prospects is, is something that's really kind of spectacular.
1: There's 120 domestic teams above rookie ball and I do my best. I just, there's, there's some, I don't have wow. a lot on, but I love coming on this show. I love following the Cubs team, uh, the, the, the Cubs system. And so you like that kid I,
2: that debuted against the Cubs for Oakland,
1: uh, Mason Miller. Yeah. I, I have to admit, we I I knew he was good. I did not know he was that good. Yeah, oh. right. I, I would have picked him up in Dynasty had I known he was that good. Yeah, so like I mean, I I'll be honest, honestly. that surprised even some of us.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. Got it. Uh Lindsay mentioned he was with us at a live show every day or stay with us all week long. And Tuesday night, we will be live after Cubs Padres. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for locked on Cubs. On YouTube and smash the like button and all your favorite Locked On Cubs content for the algorithm, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your pods on the audio side and streaming soon on Sirius XM. For Lindsay Crosby, Sam Olber, I'm Matt Cozy. This has been a crossover edition of Locked On Cubs and Locked On MLB Prospects.